Hey peeps, it's me, Christine, and I want to share with you a game-changing product that has improved my sleep and daily health. So let's dive in. You all know through my journey, I have struggled with sleep, being afraid of it, not getting quality sleep, and not being able to regulate my temperature throughout the night. I definitely learned the hard way, but sleep matters big time. It's when your muscles repair, your brain detoxes, and your body can work on cellular renewal. We just can't afford to miss out on an adequate amount of high-quality sleep, which is kind of hard when you have a rare disease. There's not much that I control in this real life, but one of the easiest and most effective ways to get better sleep every single night is through temperature regulation. Studies actually prove cooler temperatures lead to a deeper, more restful sleep, and that insomniacs actually lack this natural drop in core body temperature, which is what keeps them up at night. Personally, I run hot. This means that even if my room is super cold, I wake up in a pool of sweat, uncomfortable, changing my clothes several times throughout the night. It's frustrating for obvious reasons, and this is why I was so relieved to discover this transformative products from Chili. The Cube from Chili Sleep is a system that fits right over the top of your mattress and uses water to control the temperature of your bed, which helps lower your internal temperature and triggers deeper, relaxing sleep. Since water has 30 times more thermal conductivity than air, these systems are a lot more effective than just cranking up the AC. I mean, I keep my house at 65, so it has to be true. Ever since I started using the Cube system, I've noticed I fall asleep a lot faster, sleep deeper, and wake up feeling fully rested. (laughs) Now, my wife is not a polar bear like me and likes to sleep a little bit warmer, so I love that we can each have our own temperatures on either side of the bed. Chili products can range between 55 and 115 degrees. Right now, Chili is offering my audience a really great deal. When you go to chilisleep.com backslash findyourrare20, you get 20% off the Cube All Sleep Systems with Find Your Rare 20. Sleep is something we could all use more of, and we can all take small steps towards getting better sleep to improve our life in big ways. I hope you'll check out the Chili Sleep System and see why I love their product so much. Hey peeps, it's your host, Christine, bringing you a brand new episode of Because We Are Strong. I am sitting down with Tori, a congestive heart failure survivor who had her first open heart surgery at four days old. Yes. I am sitting down with Tori, a congenital heart defect survivor who had her first open heart surgery at four days old. Yep, you heard me right, four days old. As an author, speaker, and coach, Tori is going through life with a huge heart, literally, and a passion to help other chronic illness warriors use their experience to help find their impact and purpose. This woman is a bright light, so let's dive in. This is the Because We're Strong podcast, where we sit down every week to get your stories and insight on how to navigate this rare life. You can expect everything real and raw in the hopes that your story, along with ours, helps another person who is dealing with a similar rare struggle. So grab your favorite drink, a comfy blanket, and buckle in, because rare disease isn't for the faint of heart. Tori, thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to me botch the one line that I was so obsessed with. So can we just go over that really fast? Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for having me. And that was fun to watch. (laughs) (laughs) So 
Okay, I just want helping chronic illness warriors use their... Their experiences for impact and purpose. There you go, folks. What would be an episode without me completely messing up the intro? But Tori, can you tell us a little bit about where your rare journey started, you know, at four days old? (laughs) Yes. So like Christine said, I was diagnosed actually before I was born with two heart conditions, one called Epstein's anomaly and the other a coarctation of my aorta. And so basically, in fancy terms, what that means is my Epstein's makes my heart large on one side, and it's very um, inefficient, (laughs) to say the least, among other problems that occur with it. And so I did have my first open heart surgery, like she said, when I was four days old, Um, and then I had other heart surgeries following that at two months old and seven months old. And really growing up with CHD, like, I didn't really, like, fully understand what it was I was living with because it up until that point, I didn't really have any major symptoms beyond, you know, being breathless at certain times. My energy levels were lower. Sickness was something we had to be really careful of because I was more prone to infections, that kind of thing. But it wasn't until I was in junior high when I was actually diagnosed with another heart condition um, known as supraventricular tachycardia. And basically what that means is my heart would go into rapid fire heartbeats and it would be like I'd sit down and it'd be beating at like 200 beats a minute and it'd be like pulsating out of my chest. And I was put on medications, doing fine, had surgery originally to fix it in junior high. It went away. But the fun thing with our hearts is they can grow things back. Um, (laughs) And so um, my heart actually grew back the part that was causing it to do those rhythm irregularly irregularities. Yes, said that right. And it led to when I was in high school at a high school basketball game. Um, Fortunately, I was on the bench at the time, but my heart was just racing and um, they could not get it to calm down no matter what they did. And so I was ambulanced to the ER and defibrillated three times um, in order to get my heart to go back into a stable rhythm and not go into cardiac arrest. So that event in high school, I think was my first big traumatic event where my chronic illness story became real and my own. And that's when I had to battle through all the truly the, I think even emotions that I felt growing up living with CHD, I started really addressing them after that event. So that's kind of the beginning of my rear journey. Um, Fun fact about Epstein's, it's one in 20,000 have Epstein's. Um, One in 100 babies are born with just CHD. But of that, it's one in 20,000. So I'm a one in 20k. <laughs> wow. So you were like really young and I loved how you worded it. You were like, you know, this is when all of a sudden like all this medical stuff that was happening around me was like yours to kind of like a mess you didn't make but have to clean up. Yeah. So kind of can you walk our listeners through kind of how you went from being, you know, I mean teenagers are vulnerable. How you went from that space on top of all this and you know ultimately getting to the place where, you know, you published a book. Yes. I first had to get real with myself. And I think over the years, I just shoved down so many emotions, whether that was anger and frustration and just um, sadness and disappointment. I mean, there was things, you know, for me, um, having kids is something that is like on the table of like, can I, will it affect my heart? Will I have to have more open heart surgeries coming up? Living with that looming over your head at all times, there's a grieving process that has to take place. So I had to do that in high school. And as a teenager, 
um, being a freshman in high school, having that happen to you. At the time, I was on the varsity basketball team. I was an athlete trying to prove myself and to have that humbling <laughs> piece of humble pie um, at such an early age in front of all your friends that didn't necessarily know that it's very invisible, like a lot of chronic illnesses. You can't see my scars um, unless I'm wearing a swimsuit. And so I think it was humbling and it took me through this journey of, I'm a, I love writing. So through this journey, when I was a teenager, I was writing a ton. I was processing those emotions and was grieving and honestly finding myself because I think it's so important. I talk in my book about knowing, you know, the core of who you are because you're going to get shaken in this life. Oh my gosh. I love this. I just hope everyone hears like all of these like rare little like gems you are dropping right now because um I know this is like a little early to announce this but you know someone's got a master's class coming and I'm telling you you heard it here you got them first here um <laughs> these are amazing thank you yeah I mean it's and my course that's coming out is literally called the chronic illness playbook and it's for CHD so it is specific to people that have um congenital heart defects in the future I hope to open it up to all chronic illnesses, but right now it's in the beta phase. It's in stealth launch, I guess you could say. Um, and it's diving into a lot of those things I talk about in my book, more one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching. Um, and we talk about things of like, who are you? And knowing what are my values? Are my values aligning with my actions? And yes. Oh my gosh. As a therapist, you just make my heart sing. Let me tell you why. I can't even tell you one of the big activities I do with every one of my clients is the internal compass. And now I'm dropping gems, but the internal compass, what are your core for? What is your North star? Every behavior that comes in that you let in your life and that you do, even if you don't do something that aligns with your values, you need to know um, that you are doing something that doesn't align with your values. Oh my God. Sorry. Just geeking out here. Yes, exactly. You nailed it. And I think people just don't always think about that. Like, and especially it takes sometimes those traumatic events or those kind of moments to like shake you to get you to have to think about those. And so my goal is hopefully, you know, maybe you haven't had that traumatic event yet. But when you do face that setback, you know how to handle it. Like you have a game plan. <laughs> and like that's the whole gist of the course is we're walking through mindset, me, and then moving forward. Those are kind of the big sections that kind of break out. And we're diving into all of that and creating a game plan that's unique to you. So when you're in the lowest of lows, you're like, okay, I've done the work <laughs> to know how to get out of the pit in a healthy way um, and keep moving forward to use, you know, like you're using what you've gone through in your job because your experiences impact that. I mean, I tell people like impact doesn't just mean like you're giving to CHD organizations or you're giving or oh, 1000 percent. It literally means using what you've gone through to better yourself in your job, like bettering other people through the skills you've learned wherever you are in life. And so that's this is the gist of what we're going through. And the book is a uh, goes through all those things, but we just deep dive into it in the course. Well, since I just like completely crashed this, um, let's rewind for a second. <laughs> I got too excited. But, you know, first, can you tell us how you even 
like what space you were in with your health and um, and personally when you decided to write the book. A little bit about like what the book is about and that process for you. Yes. So the book is called From Vulnerable to Victorious, Turning Your Chronic Illness into Your Victory Story. And literally, it's kind of that process of you're going from that really state of vulnerability. Um, you might have just been knocked down or you're feeling really stuck. And I feel like I was at that point, especially in high school. And it's really goes through my journey from that point all the way till up until kind of basically current um, of the work that I've had to do through college, through um, navigating being a business owner now. <laughs> and so um, it literally walks you through of just that place of vulnerability all the way to being victorious and what does living victoriously through adversity, through the things we're going through on a day to day. Um, and that's what the book goes through. It talks about habits, actions, and every chapter has something actionable that you can act on. Um, that was the intent behind it. So it's a little bit about the book um, and just goes into kind of where I'm at currently, which is I have a very healthy relationship <laughs> with my CHD now. I think growing up, it was something I either ignored or hated. <laughs> and um, now I am embracing it and using it as my superpower. Oh my gosh, I love that because vulnerability is our superpower. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, can I just, uh, I, I have to insert a question here for you. Can you um, maybe describe for the, our listeners like what a negative relationship or an avoidant relationship looks like with your disease? Because I mean, I actually think I'm res- like very, res- like can own up to the fact that like, if anything, I ignore my health all the time. I know I hide behind rare and I hide behind things that won't make people kind of look right. So I know I'm guilty of this, but I would love to hear from your perspective. I would say in my journey, it's, it's treating yourself with no boundaries. I think for me, when I was ignoring that I had, you know, a symptom or I was pushing something down or even a feeling that I was having of just frustration or overwhelm with it. I would just shove it down and pretend like it wasn't a big deal. That is a no, no (laughs) I've learned. (laughs) Um, and then I think for me being vulnerable with people about my heart condition of like, even in the business world right now of like, like a couple weeks ago, I had chest pain and it's don't know what it was from. I, it's been checked out before and it's fine, but it's something that affects me and it's because of my heart and I have to take a step back. And if they don't respect that, then that's their issue. And I think growing up, I didn't do that. And that was really unhealthy because I would treat myself like it wasn't important. So I was just really pushing myself down in that way. And so now I'm a lot more open. It's still a work in progress. I'm still, um, still learning ways of like, as I'm communicating with my husband or my friends of like, saying no to things or communicating how I'm doing to other people and being vulnerable that way, um, that is healthy and healthily dealing with your, um, your chronic illness and just don't shove it down. Don't pretend like it's not there. Um, it's there, embrace it and use it for what it is. Before, you know, I, you know, let you go. Can you maybe tell us, a little bit like your advice to someone who uh, I'm going to double fold it here, who maybe wants to start telling their story, but doesn't know how to start. Um, and then maybe your advice for, um, well, let's start with that one. Cause Lord knows I'll probably forget. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. My number one advice is to start writing it down. If you're not a big writer, we were talking a little bit before we went on about like voice recording things. I think it's so important that 
even the smallest wins you're documenting. And I think writing number one is therapeutic because it's getting it out of your brain into on. Are you sure you didn't go to school to be a therapist? <laughs> I didn't. I'm actually an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just writing it down is the number one thing. Journaling helped me so much in my journey. I can't even express how much it's helped me. And it helped me become a better writer, honestly, for people that are scared of like, I don't know how to write. Like, honestly, your journaling can literally be like, today sucked. <laughs> like, and this is why, and this is what I'm there's learning. no right way to journal. There's no right way to journal. And so just using that, because literally my book came out of journal entries that I've had and the concepts in the book, everything came from things I've journaled about. And so I think if you're wanting to share your story, that's the first place to start is I would say actually the first place before that is if you haven't been talking to people about it, um, talk with your closest friends about, you know, the things you're learning about the things that are kind of in your mind and then write them down. And then I think if you want to take the next step of vulnerability, start to share things maybe on social media, or if you have coworkers or different things like tell them about like, yeah, this is a little bit of what I've been going through, but I've been learning X, Y, Z. And I think what we can do is we can pick out the things we're also learning in our journey and tell people about those. And that's a great way to start sharing your journey and open that door because people want to learn from people that are vulnerable. I love that. All right. Last question before I let you go. Okay. What is coming up for you in this year of 2022? Yes. So like we were kind of talking about, I'm launching the beta of my course. That's kind of my big project right now. Um, And there's more books coming down the pipeline. I'm not sure how many will get published this year, but probably at least one. Um, So I'm going to continue to write and speak and um, just continue to pour into amazing chronic illness warriors because they're warriors for a reason. And that's kind of the mission. I would say this year, my word is intentional. Um, I'm a person that tends to flood my schedule too much and mm-hmm. I will overwhelm myself. And so for me, I'm like, let's do simple and intentional. And so those are the projects I have going and we'll keep it simple and intentional. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Um, I need to like find a ticket to this class because if we're doing simple and intentional, as you saw my calendar, <laughs> When you popped in, uh, I tend to not do that really well. But Tori, where can people find you, follow you, buy your book, all that good stuff? Yes, I'd be happy to connect with everyone um, over on Instagram. My handle is Tori Joy Geiger. DM me, send me a comment, whatever. I'd love to chat with um, anybody um, that has a chronic illness. I just love connecting with you guys. Um, and then you can catch me on my website, ToriJoyGeiger.com. There's blog posts coming out um, there every so once in a while (laughs) that um, are just great resources, but you can get the book um, on Amazon. Um, You can get paperback, hardback, or ebook, but I have a special deal for rare um, listeners. If you go to ToriJoyGeiger.com slash ebook discount and you use the code rare capital, all capital letters rare, um, you can get the ebook downloaded for free. So what? (laughs) Oh my gosh, guys, as always, I went ahead and I, not only put all of these links and the step-by-step directions into the show notes, I also put where you can find Tori and her classes, her books, etc. Tori, thank you so much for being here um, with us today. Honestly, I can already tell that I'm not letting you go. <laughs> and this will not be the last time that you, you know, you hear us together. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been such a fun time. And I love the work you're doing for this community. And we're in it together and we're gonna we're gonna keep just 
helping everybody. I love it. Thank you to all our listeners who continue to tune in every week as we bridge the gap between rare disease and the rest of the world. Until next time, live large and stay rare. Catch us next week for another episode. To continue the conversation about rare disease and all the unknowns that comes with it, join our Facebook group. Want even more rare? Become a VRP member on Patreon and learn more about our stories or how to share yours by visiting bwspod.com.